0: You are now tuned in from the Desk of Low, brought to you by from the That Feeling Podcast Network. If you have a dream, go get it. Welcome back from the Desk of Low. I have with me the third ever woman to ever appear on the show. The first two were pretty good, but this girl can really spit like just like Shayna Ward, maybe even a little bit better. Um, she's a very talented professional from Brooklyn. She's also coming off the heels of a modeling career. For further introductions, I China Streets.
1: Hey, hey, what's goody,
0: what's goody. I okay, was so how are you doing today, Shy?
1: Eh chilling, you know, it's a day off but still not a day off, so
0: you know, <laughs> Yeah, when you're an adult, every day is a work day it feels like.
1: Pretty much.
0: Um, so let's just jump right into this, Shy. Um are you from Brooklyn, like born and raised?
1: Yeah, pretty much. I mean I lived in Queens too, so you know, I'm a New Yorker, that's how I put it. Okay. But yeah, Brooklyn's like my hometown right now.
0: So, I was curious, too. So, you obviously are from New York, too. So, you've been around hip-hop for a long time, i guessing, too. Um, what was your influence, too, when you were coming up that made you want to be like, I want to do that?
1: Um, I just love music. Like, both my parents were DJs back in the day. So, I was always, like, around music. Like, music was, like... You know, it's just always been around me, like my grandfather, he was a music manager and stuff like that, that got passed down to my mom, and then, you know, just moving forward. My is a DJ as well, so. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um, so, was your name always trying the streets when you were trying to figure out, like, what you were trying to call yourself, or did you go through every other rapper story, like, trying to find your name, too, and it was just kind of given to you?
1: Well, yeah, it it, was, it went from, I had a lot of different names, like, over the years, like, <laughs> I can't say that it was just, like, one particular thing, like, even with China Streets, that started off as a joke, you know? Oh, really? <laughs> then, yeah, it started off as a joke, and then it just became, like, my name over time.
0: Okay. So, um, can you remember the very first name that you ever went by?
1: Um... Yeah, lady problem, child. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, And I was curious, too, the very first time that you ever recorded something, too, was that the pull-up track, or did you record, like, little demos here and there before?
1: No, no, no. My first time recording was, like, a while ago. It was, like, in high school, and what wound up happening was I was a part of this group called Medina Mob, and if you know anything about Brooklyn, they call Brooklyn Medina, so... It was Nadina Mob or whatever, and I had recorded this song. Oh, my goodness, this is so bad. <laughs> and I had, I had recorded this song, like, in my homeboy's basement, and it was just, like, cool. Like, it was like a demo track in high school, so it's was like, yeah, whatever. But I, I wish I could find that tape, <laughs> like, but I can't. But, yeah, that was, like, my first time, like, recording, like, ever.
0: Okay. Um, so after a while, it got pretty easy, I'm guessing, too.
1: Well, um, I would say recording is never easy, especially if you're a perfectionist. Like I have that problem. So it's just like recording it, it. It's a process. But you know, when you love what you do, it just like whatever. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna stick in it.
0: Yeah, because, like, once you have a passion for something, too, you're going to do it. Like, you may say you're going to quit, and then ten minutes later, you're back at
1: it. Yeah, like, it, you want to throw in the towel, and then you're like, I'm going to throw in the towel. This is what I love to do, so. Trust uh, me, that's but, my whole ideology.
0: Because you kind of went a very, direct, very different direction of your music, too. What made you actually want to perfect lyricalism in your music?
1: Well honestly that that's like the home base of rap in itself like actually wanting to put lyrical aspects into it like I I write poetry as well so you know and I've always excelled in school you know so I always wanted to be someone that made you want to think when you listen to my music like I didn't just want to do like surface rap like that's what I call it there's it, nothing wrong with it but I just never wanted to, like, have a song where you just heard it one time and you got it on the first go-round. I wanted you to have to, like, literally listen to it and have to dissect it over time because, like, oh, that's what she meant by that. Like, yeah, that's what I meant.
0: Yeah, because some of the tracks, too, like Caterpillar and Witch's Brew, like, you really got to sit on those tracks and they'll hit you after a while. It's like, yo, this girl's genius.
1: Right. (laughs) Thank you.
0: (laughs) All right, anytime. Um, So, like I said, too, in the beginning, too, you were a model before you were um, a rapper?
1: Well, I was modeling and rapping at the same time. The okay. thing like I got right. I think I just got recognized for modeling before I got recognized for the whole rap aspect. Like, but I was always doing them both. So Okay.
0: And just like people so. saw more of the modeling side as opposed to that musical side.
1: Well, no, I wouldn't say that. I just think that over time people got way more hit to the musical side you know like modeling is easy you take a picture you know people like what they see and then they go for it. music more so is like an opinion based thing it's like oh wait can she actually do it you know
0: yeah because like um <clears throat> it's all about cover art too and when i looked on looked up your discography on bandcamp i seen uh mm-hmm. the track for pull up and uh <clears throat> the actual project you have for weird girl antics through what made you want to do that certain cover for that project, too? Because, like I said, I'm all about
1: covers. Right. With the Weird Girl Antics cover? Yes. Oh, well, <laughs> that wasn't going to be the cover at first. What wound up happening was I did a photo shoot with um one of my friends or whatever. Her name is Jazz. And you can look her up at Jazz Shoots on all, like, platforms. Like, she's a dope photographer. She's worked with, like, a lot of different people, And, like, she's really, really dope. So we had did the shoot, and, like I said, most of my things, they come off as jokes. Like, it's not even something that I'm serious about as first, And then it winds up blowing it up to, like, something way bigger than I could have even imagined. So we were joking around with that particular photo. We was like, okay, how can we shoot this? How can we shoot that? She's just like, I don't know. Here, just do this. So we're, like, playing. I've got, like, a the nine tails in my hand and she's like yeah now move to the left move to the right let's change the colors in the room so we were like just literally playing with the colors and then she was like wow you should make this your album cover and i'm like you think so and then she's like yo this is dope like it goes with your whole weird girl antics theme and i'm like you know what this is the cover then i had um the graphics put on it afterwards um like the whole like fonts with the weird girl antics, how my name is wrote, written in, like, the 70s, like, yeah,
0: song.
1: Yeah, I wanted to, like, give that aspect of it. Like, I wanted you to feel like it was a movie that you were getting into, but still, like, uh, a futuristic, like, a past futuristic type of vibe. Like, I wanted them to, like, clash. And plus, you know, still give the elements of, like, the universe. It It, it really came together over time.
0: Wow. <laughs> that's actually a really inspirational story about how like you didn't even plan it for it to be the cover and all of a sudden you guys were just fooling around. But that's how some of the best things get created though.
1: Right, I agree. That's why I was just like, Wow, this was meant to be, you know. <laughs> like that that one incident just was like wow. Like and ever since then like I I'm really like particular about who I let shoot me at this point.
0: <laughs> well yeah, because you wanna be perfect, like like what you said, you're a perfectionist of your art. Right. Um, so, influences growing up, I was curious. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want to say, like, the average, like, Foxy Brown or, or things like that. I'm, like, who knows? You may even be a big AZ fan for all I know.
1: I love AZ, but... <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, it's true. I do have, like, the traditional influences. Like, anybody that, like, you know, spoke to me or, like, follows me, they know, like, I'm a big... I'm, I'm big into the women's movement because a lot of times our voices are silenced and they put us in a category, so it's just like I, yes, I love Queen Latifah I love MC Light, you know I love Lil' Kim, like, I'll tell anybody any day, I'm like, yeah Lil' Kim's my mom, like, she's my (laughs) rap mom (laughs) Like, I don't care about none of your, oh, women shouldn't talk about sex in their raps, yes we should Men talk about getting head all day, I don't care I was just gonna
0: say, men be saying their rhymes too, damn, be too, too much sometimes
1: I mean, it is, but this is the thing. Rap is your expression. If that's what you feel about what you feel about, then talk about it. Like, I don't think that anybody should have, like... Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying every other lyric should be pussy, pussy, pussy. Yeah, Like. But, like, come on now. If somebody wants to say something, like, let them, you know, speak their piece or whatever. So, yeah, like I said, Lil' Kim's, like, my rap mother. Like, I love her. Like, I literally, like, studied her work. Like, she's amazing. So, like, I don't care what anybody says. Like, she's like, oh, Like, Foxy, she's dope, too. Like, she played a major role. Like, I'm not going to sit here and pin one against the other because I listen to them both equally, you know? Like, her albums are extremely, like, influential. (laughs) Like, You can't take, like, you can't have one without the other because that was just a beautiful time in, like, hip-hop that was just, like, embracing. It was just, like, a lot of fire between women. Like, it was just, like, honestly, in my opinion, that era with, like, Lil' Kim and Foxy, the Brad Left Eye was just, like, a, Missy was just, like, a major, like, turning point. And all of those women just, like, influenced me to, like, be the rapper that I am, so...
0: Oh, wow. You actually had some few names. I didn't even expect you would be saying, like, left eye, too, R.I.P. Of course. Like, look
1: at my album cover. That's completely left eye. <laughs> I was just going to
0: say, it gives me left eye vibes when I look at that album cover. Yeah.
1: Definitely, huh? definitely, definitely.
0: And I like, I like how you said, too, about um, the term surface rap. You're actually the first person that actually used the term surface rap. So I'm gonna, I'm probably going to use that term more often now. Um, <laughs> um, so, for, for, for um because you take pride in your lyrics, too, um, what made you want to only make Weird Girl Antics six tracks?
1: Well, honestly, it was because I was working on a bigger project.
0: Oh, so this is just like a little uh, appetizer, let's say.
1: Well, what wound up happening was I just felt like I didn't release anything. I was like, I don't actually have a project out, you know? And I was like, I think my fans deserve a project from me. Like, as much of a perfectionist that I am, like, sometimes you just have to take a risk and bet it all and just be like, whatever, I'm just going to put this out there. However, the fans receive it is how they receive it. Or however the people, I don't like to say the word fans. I think that is, like, so (laughs) disrespectful. Like, however the people, receive it you understand what I'm saying they'll let me know how they feel about it and then I'll make my next move from there not saying that the people influence my moves but you know I just I just really wanted to give my fans like an actual project to say like okay she's not she's not leaving us hanging because there were a lot of people like where's your project where's your project where's your project where's your project and as a musician I don't think you should rush that just because people want it I think that you should put it out when you're ready but at that particular time, I was ready to let that go. So it became Weird Girl Antics because I was just going through a lot at that time. <laughs> and it was just a weird moment in time for me. So that's where that name came from.
0: And you released that under Bad Influence. I was curious on how you met Sean.
1: Uh, Sean came to me through Rome.
0: Oh, wow. <laughs> Shout out to Rome Streets. Walkers right there.
1: Right. right. Shout out to Rome Streets. He's a dope guy, man. Shout out to that Noise Candy 3 going up. Make sure y'all go get that if you don't have it. Uh,
0: join's fire of seizure right there. I advise everyone to tap in. Definitely.
1: Definitely, definitely, definitely with some cocaine on that track. <laughs> on that
0: <album>. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you met them through uh Rome Streets. Um, right. so was so did they come to you like right off the bat, like yo, we like what we're here and we wanna work with you or did you do you have to like build like a friendship with someone over time before you actually work with them?
1: Well, here's the thing. I've been working with Rome for, like, years, so it just came naturally. Bad influence, you know, is, like, a whole major thing. Like, I was part of the creation of bad influence, so (laughs) it's not like like they came to me on some... It's like you were there from the (laughs) jump. Right. So it's like, you know, but... Everybody plays their role, and I just, you know, I play the shadows on that aspect, so. <laughs>
0: okay. Yeah, because I was going to say, uh, Sean actually set up that Rome Streets interview well back, too. Um, and Rome has a very interesting history, too. I was curious on how you two actually met.
1: Ah! <laughs> <laughs> we cool, man. That's my guy. That's my guy. I love that guy. I love him. I love him. I love
0: him, man. I was going to say, too, now that um, the first time that, Rome Street's ever appeared on my radar, too. It was on, um, I believe it was um, Street Pharmacy or Farmer Beats, too. Have, um, because he's overseas Farmer Beats, too. And I was curious if a lot of overseas producers try to get at you for Beats or or even, like, cooks.
1: Well, I've worked with a few people overseas. um, But as of lately, all of my producers that I've been working with as of now have been local. Okay. Well, within the United States. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me say that I can't say local because it's a big place.
0: <laughs> um. So, do you have any particular favorites? Because I, I, you have shows obviously too, and like mm-hmm. you, you have songs that you might like to perform and songs you might like to perform. Is there like certain songs that you like to perform right off the jump, or is it just like based upon the crowd? You say
1: it's based upon the crowd because I can go. I've had performances in like mosh pits. So, <laughs> oh wow right so i don't I don't cater to any one particular crowd. I make music like I'm a hip hop artist, yes, I'm a lyricist, but I make music like i like I like to dance in like different like genres of this hip hop That's why I was like surface rap. I don't have a problem with it because I've made songs that I feel a surface rap. they're the lyrical, but I still feel like they're surface because they they can they can speak to anyone. It's not just like a particular dynamic that I'm aiming for.
0: Yeah, it's like a best of both worlds type of thing.
1: Right, 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 right. It's like more so like, yes, I can do this, but I like to do this, and yes, I can do this too, but I like to do that. So you know, I like to keep my options open.
0: Um, have you always played around with um, actually sinning on the, on like your hooks too, or was it like you want to keep it strictly with the bars?
1: like particular um, I have an album coming out Vanity pretty soon so I think y'all will get a little bit more of that on there okay okay <laughs> right right I like to I like to like dance in different aspects so yeah, you guys I'm, agree you'll see yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah cause I went when I was listening to uh, Weird Girl Attics too I was like I don't wanna be like if this girl actually take a minute out to send a hook or something like that that would be fine, hmm.
1: yeah that was on um liquid sunshine but i think you'll get more of like that and um devious if you actually listen to devious like i was playing around with my voice on that one as well
0: oh so those are not those are not somebody else's background vocals that's
1: actually
0: Mm -mm, no oh wow i actually thought those were somebody else's background vocals no 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 oh okay so that's not off the table I would
1: put I would have put them as features on the album. I'm not that I'm not like that. I don't yeah. think <laughs> people's speeches away. That's so oh man, that's so trash like And I'm just going to say that on the record, like, if you have an artist that's featured, if you have a producer that's featured, give them their fucking credits, because, like, that's so trash to, like, ask them to come out and be on your song, or you guys, like, work together, that you don't give them the credit for being on it. Like, that's so trash to me.
0: (laughs) I like this girl right here. That's fire. I like that right there. (laughs) Um, Because, like, but you'd be surprised on how much artists actually ask somebody to get on the hook or do background vocals, and they give them no credit.
1: I don't understand that. Why did you ask them to do it then?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you, want you to, it's, it's, um, I think it's about getting more of the shine. That's what I would like to say.
1: Well, I don't. Well, um, yeah, but no. Like, I don't think. That if you're a talented artist, you shouldn't be worried about anyone else getting shine. You're going to shine regardless. Like, I never care about other people shining on my songs. Like, I think that that's dope that they shine on my songs. That's why I put them on there. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, be, yeah. It's like that's 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 like. What's the reason of working with an artist if you think they're gonna outshine you too? If you're not comfortable with your own artist, zone
1: Well, my thing is this: like, how do you outshine somebody? Like, I think well, like features. You know, it's more of a collaborative effort. You understand what I'm saying? So it's like if we're collaborating on this song, like there should be no animosity or anything. Like, why would I not put you as a feature? Love? Like, I just think that that's tacky.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and plus, too, what if somebody actually likes the hook and they don't even know where to find this artist?
1: Right, but the, I think that's what a lot of people are afraid of. They're afraid of somebody else coming on their song and then shining on the song and then other people looking for that artist. It's like, no, that's the point <laughs> of putting them on there. Like, you wanted them to get this shine or you wanted the song to sound the certain way because you like the artist, let other people like the artist, too. Like I don't know, that's just me, though.
0: Well, no, no, and, and it's like a chain reaction, too. Like, that's how, um, I always refer to, uh, 2001, uh, Dr. Dre, because the features on that album made me go look up everybody else's work because he gave him the credit. Right. Now if, you
1: listen,
0: now, if you listen to Forgot About Dre, and if it didn't have the Eminem feature, I probably would think, I was like, yo, is this Dre with, like, some background vocals?
1: Right, right. <laughs>
0: um, so Weird Girl Antics is the mm-hmm. first of three parts i seen right okay so my notes are correct okay i made sure i got that right um Mm -hmm. what made you want to make it three parts too and would they all be six tracks
1: no 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 um well like i said at that particular time i was working on a bigger well i'm not gonna say bigger i'm gonna say a full-length project and what wound up happening was in the midst of that i had made these songs and i'm saying you know what I was—I don't know what was going on, but I was, like, in, like, this weird transition in my life at that particular moment in time, which is why I named the Weird Girl Antics, because it was just, like, a whole bunch of weird shit going on. So I decided to put that one out first as, like, like I said, like, say you go to dinner, that was the appetizer. Like, here, I know you guys want to hear something from me. Let me put this out while the one that you guys are really waiting for is still cooking. Like, trust me, I want to put it out, and I want you guys to hear it, and I want it to be everything that you guys want it to be from me. So that's why. That's how Weird Girl Antics came apart. Well, came to fruition.
0: And um, when you were (laughs) recording for, let's say, your more... for your debut album too. So you said you had like a lot of songs that were maybe's too. Do you have like a hard time like putting songs off the album once you record them too? Like wow, that was actually fire, but I don't know if it was fit with this
1: concept. Um that well that's exactly how Weird girl Instincts came in, came into play. Like they weren't they were songs that I had written specifically for the bigger album, but I didn't think that they went with the flow of the bigger albums, so I put those together as a collective because I think that they just fit better, more so, than opposed to putting them on the album that is coming, that everybody's been waiting for.
0: (laughs) And uh, yeah, because everyone's been uh, saying about it's uh, the title Vanity, Vanity too. Um, Mm -hmm. Is there a meaning behind that title, or you kind of want to let the music speak for that title itself?
1: Well, I can tell you. It's, it's it's not a big thing. Um, Basically, Vanity came into play because, like, I'm very... I don't know how to say it. Like, I'm very, like, into, like, spirituality and astrology and all that type of shit. Okay. So, Vanity is... This album is a little bit more bouncier. Like, it's not as, like, in-depth, so to speak, with, like, you know, spirituality. It's not really more of, like, me talking about, like... The, the the trials that I've been through. This album is more so focusing on, like, the the vain me, the the vain part of my artistry, like, the, the part that's just like, oh, yeah, you're going to see me now. Like, I'm going to show you who I am now. Like, this is who you're going to see. So in, like, spirituality, they call that, like, your shadow self or, like, your ego. So that's what this album is. This is more like a show of, like, my ego and, like, the pretty girl and that aspect, the model aspect the I don't know how to call it, but like that part <laughs> <laughs>
0: would you say would you say it would um like a perfectionist album like the world actually getting to see all of you as opposed to just, just to one side
1: well, yeah, it's just another. It's just another part of, like, that side. Like, you got the weird girl side that's just, like, the more, like, shy, introverted part, and this part is, like, the loud, extroverted part.
0: Okay. So it's like a... It's two different worlds coming out, let's say.
1: Right, right. So, like, Weird Girl Antics was more like me, you know, sitting down, chilling, relaxing, and Vanity's more like the girl that's in the club jumping on the couches, spilling bottles (laughs) all over everybody.
0: And, uh... (laughs) Because we know you're a woman who gives the people the credit for their features, too. So can we expect Ready. any features on Vanity? Do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave it like that. I'm going to leave it like that, people. <laughs> um,
1: there may be. There may not be. But okay. just know that this album is going to be everything that you guys been asking from me. Okay. That.
0: Um that. Actually, um, the person who actually told me that there was female MCs in the walkers was my guy he's probably the most funniest guy on my facebook i want to give a big shout out to Rem. um what up Rem if you're listening <laughs> um i was curious on how you um actually linked up with the walkers or was that through like like a connection through rome as well too yeah
1: like it was all like it, like the circle is very tight knit but then it's very like loose like so yeah. it's like the the rap world, if you're around, you're gonna you're gonna intertwine with other people. And if you're good at what you do, you're definitely gonna intertwine with other people. I happen to be good at what I do, so I intertwine with the guys. So now that's how I became one of the walkers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you'd be very surprised how much people be intimidated about being around like all guys. But I understand there's other female MCs in the walkers as well too. Yes. Okay. And for the people who are curious, too, it's you and... Alligator. Okay, I did not want to say her name. I was going to say Alligator, but okay. Alligator. (laughs) 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 Uh Um, So, do a lot of people ask you guys how come you guys don't collab more often? Or is that very coming soon? Like, not not on your project, let's say.
1: Right. No, no, no. I just think it's all of a timing thing. Like, you can't really, like, say, like, how come you guys didn't collab yet because, like, I think... The timing will make it be more than, like, what it is. Like, I, I, don't, I don't force collab. I think that more so, like, the energy
0: should make it, like, come together more so. Oh. See, I like how you said you don't force collaboration. So, let's say if um somebody cut the check for China Street's verse, too, um, would you have to be an artist that actually has to feel the check as opposed to just taking the check? Or, like, you know, if he's willing to pay for the verse, might as well give him the verse.
1: It depends on who
0: it is. Okay, <laughs> so that's what I like to hear. You can't just be giving out free verses to people you don't know. I mean, uh, paid verses, sorry.
1: Well, this is my thing, right? And it, uh, hmm. a paid verse. Yeah, you could get a paid verse, but it's the is the verse like because like i said i'm very spiritual so whatever you put out in the universe always comes back to you you understand what i'm saying so if somebody pays you for a verse and you weren't really feeling it you understand what i'm saying you just did yourself a disservice
0: okay because you're putting yourself on that as well too
1: right because now people say why did you even collab with that person (laughs) and it's like nobody wants to look like the why did you collab with that person guy like like yeah, I'm cool, but like I'm still an artist, and I still have like, <laughs> like a a thing to keep up with. You know, you can't just sit there, and especially if you respect your own artistry. A lot of people don't respect their own artistry. That's why they're willing to collab with anybody. Like I think that when you start to say like, listen, this is what I want, and this is how I want my blueprint to be, then you'll be a little, you know, you'll you'll choose your features a lot better.
0: I was, I was curious too if um, anybody ever mentored you or did you learn everything that you just said to me by yourself too because having value of your artistry too and taking like you know, taking pride in that too, that's very rare what you see nowadays. I was curious on who taught you that or if you taught yourself that.
1: Well, that came from trial and error. Okay. It <laughs> definitely came from my life experiences. Like the way I live my life is the way I treat my music. Like I won't just be around anybody because everybody's not good to be around so yeah. i can't just do music with anybody because it it just always it's always something especially with music artists the there's a lot of ego and a lot of you know showmanship going on so you got to be really careful with what you put yourself around yeah
0: because you don't want to associate with something that you regret later in life and and then when people ask you it's like well you cut the check you don't want to give that answer
1: well, no. If that's what you did, you better stick up behind it and go on with it because you did that. Like, if somebody cut the check, like, yeah, I did it because they cut me a check. And at the end of the day, my rent needed to be paid. Tell the truth. Shame the devil.
0: <laughs> and you'd be surprised how much people just don't want to be telling the truth. It's like, yo, I just needed that money for the rent. It's like, dude, just be honest. That's the way the world should be.
1: Well, the thing is, if I think the internet plays a lot with that, too, because now everybody's a rich baller and everybody's got money and everybody's this and everybody's that and nobody wants to like i think that's what like this genre of hip-hop like still represents like the struggle because like whereas with the surface hip-hop everybody's rich everybody's driving maseratis everybody's skirt-skirting in a ferrari and stuff like that so <laughs> that's so true
0: though <laughs> it's true because like Nobody wants to be, like, the bagger. Nobody wants to be the director. Nobody wants to be, like, the actual, like, interview. People want to be the upset and the start. They want to be, like, I want to have the chains. I want to have all the clothes. It's like, okay, there's more to that than just flashiness.
1: I mean, you could do that, too. There's nothing wrong with that. I think we all aspire to have those things. But then it's just like, okay, now that you have it, like, what's next? Like, or, yeah. or you saying it and you don't have it. Why? Like... <laughs> Like, remember hip-hop was supposed to be about authenticity and i think a lot of people like lost that aspect
0: that's true that's very true um i know i'm not supposed to ask a woman her age so i'm not gonna ask um okay. <laughs> <laughs> for myspace did you have myspace back in today
1: no i didn't have myspace
0: <laughs> okay yeah because i noticed that um I can only imagine what so uh, hip-hop would have been like if we had social media back in the 90s, too. Like, all the stories we heard and we never would never get to see because no one had a right. camera. Um, mm-hmm. I was curious on, when did you actually get into the social media world and learn to use it as an advantage to your artistry as opposed to just uploading pictures of yourself? Like, yeah, that's cool. But you can also use it to your advantage, too.
1: Right. Well, for me, I was one of those dummies that didn't know how to use social media at first. Okay, I was, too. I was, too. So, it was just like, okay, I got social media now. This is Facebook. That, that, Which is... mm, (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, yeah, I got Facebook. So, I'm just going to upload a picture. And then, over time, like i started realizing like other people weren't using their social media like that and i'm like okay maybe i shouldn't use my social media like this i'm tweeting like somebody's grandmother like (laughs) (laughs) let me get my life together and then over time you know with doing business with certain people and being with certain circles and then learning (laughs) life all over again so to speak i kind of like learned that okay you use this as a a marketing tool like you use this for business you don't just use this to be out here looking crazy and doing regular stuff like use this to propel yourself so I would say around 2011 is when I really like kind of like switched up the whole social media aspect but yeah I never had my space
0: (laughs) Uh, it was confusing as fuck. I'll keep it all the way back. It was, it was it wasn't for me. Um, but I like how you said that since twenty twenty eleven. Wow, that's a long time to be like actually in tune on how to use social media. Wow.
1: Right.
0: Um. So, are you opposed to paying for these promotions that I keep seeing on these media sites to boost your post, or if people want to hear it, they hear it. I was uh, I was curious on your perspective of that.
1: I say, if you got the money to promote yourself, promote yourself because nobody's gonna promote you like you. Um, I'm not opposed to it. I'm not opposed to an ad. I'm not opposed to anything because people, like I said, people like looks. They don't like they don't like genuine shit. They like the they like the look of a lot of things. They like. They like to see that you look like you're doing something important, as opposed to actually doing something important. <laughs> that's, and, that's a fact. And it's like, okay, well, if this person looks like they're doing something important, important, let me align myself with that, and then from there on, you start to see, and which is where the word clout was born from in the first place. But like, you start to see like people, you know, will move closer to whatever they think is moving.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Because like when people see some to so people start to do something with their lives, they're like, Oh, so he might be doing something. Let me just try to jump on this feet to see if I can make my own wave.
1: Right. A lot of people do
0: that. <laughs> um A lot of do have that. you experienced that first time? Uh,
1: yeah, but I don't pay it no money. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and see that's how um that's how we all grow as individuals, is just not letting the stupid shit get to us.
1: Right. I I personally don't care about it. I use my social media. I joke. I laugh. I'm still, you know, normal. I'm still one of those people that will have a conversation with almost everyone. Unless you say something stupid on my post that I'm just (laughs) like But, you know, I don't really, like, take it for, like, oh, you know. I I, I just think that as long as you still have, like, a sense of, like, humility and down-to-earthness, like, you'll always prosper in life, so that's my aspect on it. I think if you want to buy ads, buy ads. I think if you want to be humble, be humble. If you want to be an asshole, be an asshole. Just don't be an asshole around me. (laughs) You know? That type of thing.
0: Um, You said you're very uh, spiritual too. Um, I was curious on any books that you would recommend to anybody listening out there who are trying to get into spirituality.
1: Well, Honestly, I wouldn't recommend any books because this is the problem. Too many people are reading things and incorporating that into their like day to day activity instead of actually doing the work within themselves. But, but if I was, and it's a it's by a woman, Queen of Four, um, I would get into her Sacred Woman book. Okay. That book, like, is like amazing. Like, you have to read it more than once. It's not one of those books that you just read for reading. It's like a A guide to like, you know, making you better in life. Like I, I've read the book. I've bought it twice. (laughs) I have it on my phone, and I'm actually waiting for the physical to come in right now as we speak. Oh wow! Yeah, it's crazy (laughs) to ask about that because I have it on my phone. But I think if I was able to like read it in the physical, it would manifest a little bit differently. So
0: okay, would you kind of use that as inspirational as well too? You can. Okay. You can, you
1: definitely can because, you know, any, 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 Anything that's information, I think as an artist, once you, like, everything becomes information, everything becomes a form of inspiration. Like, this conversation could become a form of inspiration to myself and other artists. You understand what I'm saying? It could be like, oh, well, I didn't think of it like that. Well, let me do this this way. Well, I didn't think of it that way. Let me, you know, artists, we're like sponges. We soak up a lot of things and retain a lot of information in different ways. So, I think the book would definitely be a form of inspiration for me. Okay.
0: Yeah, because, like, a lot of people, they get inspired through different ways, too. But, like you said, like, you just get inspired by living life. And a lot of people don't. That's the the rare part about it, too. That's
1: sad. (laughs) Because every day, every day I learn something new. Like, every day I'm doing research on something else, like every like literally every day like there's nothing even the internet like this is the thing like you can use the internet for foolishness or you could use the internet to learn
0: that's a fact right there too because you have a choice to actually google something and look on these sites and links so you can just go on youtube
1: all day now you can go on youtube and still learn like there's the i've watched things about the aquarium like even like i I've literally watched videos about certain things on YouTube and learned way more than I did in school. You understand what I'm saying, so it's like it depends on what you choose to tune into Oh like, yeah. a lot of, A lot of people don't understand like you narrate your frequency.
0: Yeah, and a lot of people, and because we have the freedom to listen and watch anything we have the desire to. It just some people, they just choose the most pick the most simplest things, though. But um, but the comment about the sitting on the YouTube all day, I meant like listening to music, looking up conspiracy, fake news, documentary, as opposed to learning something about nature or things like that, or even learning how to even, engineer. Even even with
1: the conspiracy theory, you can turn that into a bar. So it's like, <laughs> did you actually learn from it? Or are you just letting it just sit there and go in one ear and out the other? Like, I love conspiracy theories, even though I think they're quite hilarious. But some <laughs> of them are actually true. No, seriously. Like, you can actually learn from it. You can choose to learn from it. Or you can choose to be, like, dumb to it and not even, like, pick up on anything. So, I, like I said, I think it's just a matter of perspective. Like, do you want to learn or do you just want to sit in the of the matrix of life?
0: Wow, the main tricks of life too. I like that saying too, because I, because I, <laughs> uh, you obviously seen the main too, and that's what a lot of people don't realize too. It's like just because we see it, um, there's other things on how to get them too. Like, let's say like you see somebody with um, like a Lamborghini, You're like oh damn yo, he just got it like that. Or there's people that don't know that you have to get license, registration, there's insurance. Most people just think you buy the car.
1: Right, but, see, that just goes with everything. People see success and don't understand that there was work put in to get there. Like, that Lamborghini is a form of their success. Like, they worked hard to get there. No matter whether you think they worked hard or not, they did. It. Some people are just awarded things more so than others.
0: That's a fact right there. That's a big fact. Um, I was curious to, um... On your producer sound, too, like, do you get a, like, do you like a lot of producers like Jay Diller or, let's say, even Knotts, like, that, that kind of production style? Or your production varies throughout different sounds?
1: Well, it depends on what I'm creating at that moment. Jay Diller, love, like, love, 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 like even before I knew who he was, like, I loved his sounds, and then I was introduced to him like, on a bigger scale, so it was like, oh, okay, cool, cool, so that's who made that, and that actually kind of, like, turned my ear to production a little bit differently, you understand what I'm saying? So, Jay J. is definitely one of my biggest, like, production influences. Also, um, let's see who else. I like Flying Lotus, I like uh, like a lot of people, I like a lot of mainstream too. Like I'm not gonna sit here <laughs> and, and like, oh no, like I like all the super underground. You know? I'm like,
0: no, no. But that's what I like when keep, keep people keep it a buck though. That's where that's how, and that's like that just shows how you're genuine and that's what like that's what I appreciate too because you could have sat here and just like, oh, you know the hardest underground people like you know Adonis, Vito, and things like that. But you actually said like you know. The mainstream uh, producers as well
1: because that's that that's how my rap life came to part. you understand what I'm saying like I can't speak on anyone else's rap life. I know how mine came to play, you know like I know how I started rapping and it wasn't over the super underground it was over the mainstream, so that's what turned me on. I got into the underground, which is why I don't fault people that don't listen to underground at first because if you don't know about it, then you won't go for it. But now that the internet is so vast, you have no excuse, but <laughs> you know, that's just, that's just the reality of it.
0: Um, Cause I, 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 I'll keep it all the way to, Um, I didn't see it on your band camp though. Um, have you um, ha- have a website, like a personal website that you can upload maybe merchandise and music to, or just everything on Bandcamp right now?
1: Well, for right, right now, literally for right now, it's only on band camp. Okay. Right like, now. Well, like, but I will be doing more physicals and merch and stuff in the upcoming month. Like literally I'm working on all that as we speak right now. Like I got I got a lot planned for you guys. Like I have a lot that's gonna like come into play and you're gonna be like, Ah, okay. That's why
0: she took her time. <laughs> um, we're trying the streets. Um, I wanna thank you for taking your time out of your day to do this interview. Um This is a a question that I ask all my guests too. And I had mostly males on my show. So as you said, you're the third woman to ever appear on the show. I love hearing um, a woman's perspective on this answer. Because the reason why I ask this question is because no individual can ever answer this question the same. Mm. So with that being said, do you have any words for somebody in a dark place trying to see the light? Yes. Yes,
1: definitely. The light is inside of you. You just have to know how to turn the flame on. Like, you can't go looking for the light because everybody's light is different. And if you're looking for the light that somebody else already has, then you're losing your own light. So my advice would be to look internally first, and that way you'll shine brighter.
0: Wow. I like how you said, like, the light's already inside you, too. You just have to look inside to actually light that flame up, too. Because most people think it just pitch black in there, too, as opposed to it's in there. You just have to look deep down inside.
1: As long as your heart is beating and as long... Our souls are energy. You understand what I'm saying? And energy never dies. So, the light that's inside of you can't die. You just don't know that it's there. You have to, like, do some soul searching and some research to understand that your light can shine way brighter if you just gave more attention to it.
0: And it's like what you said, too. It's all about the energy you put into the universe. Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Because if you put out negative energy, that's all you're going to get. But if you put out positive energy, too, a lot of great things would happen.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, it's not always like that. Sometimes you can put out positive energy and still get back negative. Oh, yeah, yeah. It just depends on, like, your outlook on life. Sometimes you have to, like, like, I get sad, too, you know? So it's like I I have to take time out to just be like, you know what? Let me take a breather. Let me reevaluate the situation and figure out what I might have done wrong to cause this to happen. And not always saying that it's a pessimistic thing and you might have done something wrong. You might have not done anything wrong. That's just the way the cause was, you know, dealt that day. So you take time out. You breathe. You gather your shit. And then you get back on your shit and you go back to what you were doing. You know, a lot of people, especially with this, I'm not going to say depressed culture, but that's exactly what it is. I I feel like people are pushing this depressed culture, you know, to be bigger than what it is. And a lot of people don't know that depression is just because you're missing nutrients out your body. (laughs) Like your body is telling you, like, you need to go get some herbs or the herb. (laughs) <laughs> but <laughs> you need to go get some herbs and, like, replenish yourself. Like, our body is, like, our biggest, like, conduit to, like, the energy. So if you're not feeding it properly, if you're drinking and drugging and doing everything, of course you're going to be depressed because you're not putting anything of nutritional value in it. You know? I don't know. That's just my perspective.
0: But no, uh, that's very true, though, because, like, if you're putting poison in your body, too, like, what's that going to do in the long run? hmm gonna wake up every day feeling the same as opposed to you putting nutrients on your body too like you actually feel energized and wanted to do stuff with your life
1: right and it's like okay i feel productive today let me get up okay i feel productive tomorrow let me do this or you drunk you were drinking all weekend and now you got a hangover on sunday and you're like oh gosh i don't even want to move i feel like i'm gonna die like yeah you did that to yourself like And don't get me wrong, I get hungover too. So it's like, I know, (laughs) like, I know these aspects. So it's like, I'm not just speaking from some high and mighty perspective. It's like, literally, I've done it to myself. I know, trust me, don't go down that road. Like, don't go down that road. It's not good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And it's, it's, it's all about experience too, for you to actually give advice like that.
1: Definitely, definitely, always. Like, I always feel like, I feel like, a lot of people withhold knowledge, and it's stupid, <laughs> but I also feel like some things you need to keep to yourself until like they manifest, so like that's kind of another like fifty fifty thing right there, so I don't know, but in this case, with that, because of the way like mental health is like really really like put on a pedestal right now, I really think that people should like really like focus on the light within themselves and like really you know take time to just be like, you know what, I'm still alive, I'm still breathing, my situation may not be what I want it to be right now, but it could be better if I just change my outlook on things. Like, doors will open and the light will shine.
0: That's a fact right there, too. Um, Well, I think that's um, the perfect way to, because I always ask that question at the end of each episode, too, and... It's always a pleasure when you actually hear a woman's perspective on that, too. So I want to give you the big thanks and anybody out there who's looking up the China streets. I hope they take that advice and run with it. Thank you,
1: thank you, thank you. And yes, take that
0: advice. Trust me, it works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the big facts right there because she definitely knows what she's talking about. Um, is there anything that you'd like to plug in before I let you go China?
1: Um, vanity coming soon. Shout out to Supreme Clientele. He's like the sole producer on that album. So yeah. Um, shout out to Bad Influence. Shout out to the Walkers. Shout out to everybody. Um, shout out to my mom. I love you. Um, I don't know. But um, yeah. Shout out to Rome Streets because he's like always got my back and like yeah. So that part. (laughs) Shout out to you for this interview. Shout out to Wavy. And shout
0: out, like I said, shout out the whole Walkers, you know, it's lit. I was going to say, it's lit. And like I said, the Walkers on the rise to everybody in that collective is fire. So with that being said, it's another classic interview. I know I say classic a lot, but I really do be dropping classics. It's another classic interview from the desk low, featuring my girl
1: China Street. She's the third woman to ever appear on the show. Shout out to y'all later.